1: release prophetic words and examine scripture which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow.
0: Thanks again for joining our conversation.
1: Welcome to the Faith Works podcast.
0: Hey and welcome to our podcast today. We're excited Lisa is back with us. Would you say want to say hello?
1: Hi everybody. Good to be back.
0: Yes, we missed her so badly last week and and let me just share some things about her. She has been Uh, a prophet for uh, probably before I knew her and I've been married to her for a few years and so anyway you need to listen to what she says because usually what she says is very very accurate I remember one night we were in a uh, setting of a class we were teaching a class and God gave you a word. It was very specific. You remember that? It was about a lady who, in a college town.
1: Actually, he gave me the word Edmund. I thought I couldn't be getting that right, so I wrote down on the paper Edward, and he said, that is not what I said. And so I scratched out Edward and wrote down Edmund because that's what he said, and I thought, oh, I hope I'm not missing it. In the letters we gave the word, Edmund was actually the college town that the woman was living in went to college several years ago. Go ahead.
0: Right. If I recall right, you you actually talked about the car she drove, yes. the way she wore her hair, yeah. uh, possibly the way she was dressed, and the thoughts and things that were going on at that time, and it was just completely and totally amazing to sit back and watch, and I've seen this so many times. It's not something that's just a once-in-a-while thing, so when whenever my wife tells me I've got a word, I really try and listen to what she has to say it guides me in life and somebody might say well i'm not making my own decisions that's not true she'll tell you quickly if i make a decision we live with that but i do allow her to influence me as i should because she is my wife she's my helper for one thing and so in 1996 or 1997 uh, i remember we were living in live oak florida actually living in my parents house at the time if i'm if i'm correct in it and the word of the Lord came to you then and, and you made some notes in a journal and those kind of things. And I know that you've kept it in your heart all this time. But it may be that, that today we're actually seeing those things come to pass that you were speaking about back then. Sometimes prophecy comes to pass immediately and sometimes it takes years before you see the full effect of what has been said. So I want her to share today what God gave to her back then. I'm going to go silent, and I'm going to let her talk for the next few minutes, and then I'll join her again as the time progresses, or, or as I might think of a question that I might want to ask.
1: Thank so. you. Actually, yeah, the Lord gave me this word back in 1996 or 97, and I did share it to you know for a few people. Then we were actually evangelists, so I shared it on occasion as I had the opportunity. But when we had the cluster of earthquakes hit, I felt Here recently, I felt the Lord say that these are the tremors, these are the signs in the earth of what is coming in the supernatural and the natural. And this is the beginning of that word that I gave you in 96 or 97. And I've been careful not to just publicly share that word again because, as you know, Ken, we're very careful about releasing words that we want to be positive, we want to pull out the gold, we feel like that um, the gospel is the good news, and we want to be encouraging and bring hope. And so while the word I'm about to release is not negative— you know, it, it I believe there's also prophetic words that can also be warnings of what's to come. I think there are major prophets that get warnings. I think Sandy Jacobs have got has gotten quite a few of those, Rick Joyner.
0: And David Wilkerson.
1: David Wilkerson has gotten some and I think for, for the church to pray that we can pray against some of these things, pray that we can repent and do some things, you know, to alter that. There again there are certain things that are biblical prophecies as you've mentioned. You might when I was speaking to that before I get started that we cannot
0: alter. I will speak to that just for a second. I only want to say this. The prophetic which we've heard so much about in the last few years and many conferences have been going on has all been about personal prophecy mostly and people are prophesying their future. Well, there's nothing wrong with that and we certainly believe with that. That does not supersede biblical prophecy and it will not curtail or keep biblical prophecy from coming to pass and therefore end time prophecies is what I'm talking about now. Of course, the prophecies concerning Jesus has already been fulfilled as far as his Messiahship. But then again, there are some more prophecies concerning end times that we'll be taking a look at at some point in time. And so we just want to advise you that we believe in both biblical prophecy and personal prophecy And we just believe that personal prophecy should, first of all, line up with the Word of God. It shouldn't really take you off guard. It should confirm something in you. And then it will also come to pass as you work with that and strive towards it. So this is a little bit different.
1: Right. So we believe in both foretelling and foretelling the future as it relates to prophecy, and that we believe that God does still speak to His prophets. He's very clear about that. He says, I don't do anything unless I speak to my prophets. And we're hearing a very sound word coming from around the globe through the prophets, um, and there's many that are saying uh, the same thing. So this is the word I got in 96 or 97, and recently I was talking with Chris Overstreet and saw that he got... A very similar word, and it really gave me confidence to speak out and share this with you. So, here's what the, I felt like the word of the Lord was that he spoke to me. And he said that there was a shaking coming. And I felt him say that he would shake the heavens and the earth, and he was going to shake the church and the things within the church which hurt his heart. These things will be shaken, he said pride, religion, ideology, idolatry complacency and apathy, prejudice, the idols made out of ministry and ministers, the heaping of teachers because of itching ears, running from place to place for more knowledge, but never gaining understanding of the truth, nor gaining maturity. There is a lack of knowledge of his word. Did you want to talk about any of those things before I move on
0: I really believe that we're living in a day when we're in a completely dangerous state as it relates to people and the understanding of the word because there's so many people as you just said that do not have an understanding of the word of God and we we were talking about this with uh, several people over the past week or two and it's, it's amazing to me that there are, are people that just really don't get it. They don't understand exactly what is going on. And so we really want to be careful that we bring people to an understanding of the Word of God.
1: Absolutely. And I just heard uh, Sean Boltz share a word that, that Christine Kane gave about the church being asleep. And it's kind of a paradox because we've seen a time where people are going to conferences like crazy, like thousands of people showing up for conferences, and I think that's amazing as they they flock in to hear the Word of God and to worship God, and that's so inspiring, and yet at the same time, we're seeing a lack of knowledge of the Word of God, and I I wonder if that is what the Lord was talking about in this Word, that there's a running to and fro but there's no maturity, there's no growth, and there is a lack of knowledge of His Word.
0: I'd say there's no commitment. It's it's easy to go to conferences and then go home and do nothing.
1: Right, and and there is a um, an apathy still in the church and a complacency. But I hear you know I hear him saying he wants to shake that out of his church. He wants to shake that out of his out of his bride and and the idols that we've made out of ministry, that we have as ministers have made out of ministry that we've placed ministry, we've made an idol out of ministry itself, and that we as Christians have made idols out of ministers, and that's not right, and God's uh, he's wanting to shake that out. So the next part of the word he gave me, he said that buildings and ministries that have been built as monuments unto men rather than God will be shaken. These things are temporal, but souls are eternal. Men have been busy building their own kingdoms and that will be shaken the importance placed upon large crowds in a building over the presence of his holy spirit the quenching of the holy spirit for the fear of man or man being offended by a demonstration or a manifestation of the spirit this shall be shaken for it grieves his heart He went on to say, My spirit cannot be contained, says the Lord. I cannot be placed in a box. I will shake my church once more as I did in the book of Acts, and a reverent fear will return to the church and a desire to live holy before me. So just reflecting on what he just said, or what I felt like he said there, was, you know, we've, in a lot of cases... I've placed so much emphasis on buildings, and don't get me wrong, I understand we need a place to gather, but we don't need to make that a monument. And then and, and he was speaking to that, you know.
0: Well, I'm wondering in this present time if that's not what's going on because we can no longer gather in buildings. So buildings have become less important, and the church has become more important. And, and I know in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about God giving uh, Moses, the tabernacle and the temple. And really it was for the people at that point in time in the new Testament, as Jensen Franklin pointed out, we are the temple and now the people, instead of the temple being for the people, the people are the temple. Right. And I think it's a difference. And even though we're in lockdown and we're in, quarantine at this point in time and stay at home or whatever you want to call this, even though we're in that, we're having the opportunity to preach the gospel as much or more than ever. And the people are now realizing that they are the ones that are called. It's not just a pastor that's called. It's not just a professional clergyman that is called to preach this gospel. And I think that we're seeing that in this this thing of buildings Uh, When you were talking about that, that's what came to mind to me is we're no longer in buildings. Right. We're now in people's homes. And so originally in the book of Acts, the church was really in people's homes. Right. And then we moved to where we came to more centralized into a church building. And now God has moved us back to homes. I, I wonder what God is up to.
1: And you and, and said that there's been such an importance placed on the building, but the the phrase that I'm hearing over and over again from people across the internet and across Facebook and social media platforms is we are the church. The church is not a building. So something is catching, like you said, that people are beginning to realize we are the church. Um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, not within the building, although we are obviously his presence is within the building and, and we reverence that and we appreciate that.
0: Hey, I want to share something and, and challenge people to think this way for a few minutes. And uh, you know, some of the most powerful meetings we've ever had have not been in, in church buildings. I remember, and uh, shoot, it's uh, we were in Miami, how long ago was that? 20 plus years. And we would go over to people's houses, and we would have prayer meetings that lasted all night long. Yes. And so that was some of the most powerful. Well, in more of the last 10 to 15 years, we've, we've actually called those Holy Ghost parties and HGPs. So if you ever hear us talk about HGPs, we just gather in somebody's house, and we get around, and we start worshiping. And God comes into the room and just moves miraculously. And some of the most powerful things that we ever had didn't happen in a church building. They actually happened in people's homes.
1: It's actually a more um, relaxed setting. And I wonder if God is just really what he's been speaking to me is shaking out our programs and shaking out our performance and shaking out all those things that we think are important, And don't get me wrong, we, we feel very much that we need to have an excellent spirit. We need to do things as excellent as possible. We've placed so much emphasis, though, on the performance. And all that is being shaken right now. People are having to—some people don't have anything more than their cell phone to use. And that's what they're having to use to spread the gospel. And they're grabbing their cell phone, and they're grabbing their guitar. And they're worshiping the Lord from their heart. And I think he's looking down at that heart motivation and that cell phone and that worship. I'm getting wrecked while I'm talking. You probably hear my voice and saying, you know what? That brings me pleasure because it's not about the performance. It's not about the building you have. It's not about all the equipment and all these things that you have and all these things that we've placed all the emphasis on. He's like he's shaking all of that out of us, all these monuments and all these idols we've made. And we're getting back to the basics of what is really important in his spirit moving and and that's what he you know he said at the the end of this word is that my holy spirit being allowed to move you know we've placed more importance on not offending man we're not going to have a manifestation so many churches not every church so please don't feel like I'm pointing my finger at you, you, you if you don't fall in this category but a large amount of churches have gone away, Pentecostal charismatic churches who call themselves that, gone away from allowing a manifestation of the Holy Spirit to move in their services for fear of someone not understanding and offending them and not allowing the Holy Spirit to move because they don't want to lose the large crowd. And I feel like that that has grieved the Holy Spirit because we have quenched the Spirit of God. We would rather have the crowd than than the Holy Spirit.
0: You know, it's funny because Jesus actually Use signs wonders and miracles to draw a crowd and yet we kind of shun the the actual uh, moving of the spirit if you will the manifestations as you called it a few minutes ago you know i'm remembering one of the most powerful times we ever had i think there might have been five people we were you remember uh, brother rick and sandra vickers we were at their house one night and we had a few people that were were actually tuning in by skype and and uh, this was early on, and, and video wasn't very good, and we didn't know what was going on.
1: We didn't know what to do or how to use
0: it. We didn't really know anything. And so we were we were there, and uh, God just started moving, and very powerful. Hey, listen, we didn't have a worship team, so we just put on worship music. And so as we began to worship God with worship music inside the house and inside that setting, God just came into the room so very powerfully. That it was amazing, and as we were we were there, uh, suddenly, uh, uh, Joe Mason, Joe and Liz Mason were actually, I think, in Maine at the time, and they were watching by Skype. They said, "Hey, you got a, you got something going on over there in the corner." And God, you remember, he opened up a portal. Yeah. And and during that time frame, and 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 we actually have uh, some some photographs of where my wife was there and uh, had her hand raised, and you could see it was a, a portal that her hand was into. And there was dove, a dove coming out. Uh, it, just amazing things that that, that, that you know, we'd have never even thought of that happened in that setting, in a private setting, in a home, yeah. not in a church, not for a show for somebody else to see, but it was so powerful. I remember I just, uh, I just became overwhelmed with the spirit. You said I turned red as a bee because God was all over me and, and uh, then I just kind of fell over. I was, you know, I was standing, and I fell over. And and thank God, I fell on a couch and didn't hurt nobody, and didn't hurt myself. Right. But it was uh, one of those things that that can hardly be described. But it wasn't in a building, and and people who are thinking that the building is what it's all about are really missing it.
1: It, it. The Word of God says this. Our son said this. We had a um, Zoom meeting with our people the other night, and he said, "Look." The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that's the way it was when we gathered with, with um, Prophet Rick and, and his group of believers in his home. Was Jesus was in the midst of us. And what's so amazing about that supernatural story, and we will stay tuned. We'll tell you more about that later because it gets way bigger than that. It will blow your mind and and stretch your uh Believability, But I, I promise you it is absolutely true when we have pictures stretch and your faith. stretch your faith. And that's what this is about. But um, he is in the midst of us. And two weeks before this event actually happened, our daughter Tiffany was with us in that home in a service. And she actually had seen Jesus standing in that very corner two weeks before. Now, the people that were watching from Maine had no clue about that. So, you know, God has a way of confirming things. But I believe in this this season, he is in the midst of us wherever we are as body of believers. And this is what he said as we were, uh, I'm going back to that word. He said, my spirit cannot be contained, says the Lord. I cannot be placed in a box. I will shake my church once more as I did in the book of Acts. And and a reverent fear will return to the church and a desire to live Holy before me. And here's what I got. He said, That which is established in him will not be shaken. That which is built in love and with pure motive, it will remain. This shaking will cause a shift and a fresh focus. Church and ministry will not be defined anymore by large buildings and big names, but humble spirits and hungry hearts. I heard him say, out of the shaking will rise a remnant full of my love, fueled by my fire, burning ones who will carry my love and my fire into the harvest. A quick work will be done where the reapers overtake the planters because I am coming soon. Wow. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually a scripture that that comes from, is there not?
0: Yeah. Haggai yeah. Two, six and seven actually talk about this for for this is what the Lord of hosts says once more in a little while. I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake the nations and they will come with all their treasures and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. So he said he said it plainly, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the nations will all be shaken. So that which is established, which is what she just said a minute ago, that which is established in him will not be shaken. But those things which are not are going to be shaken and we're seeing that right now. We're seeing the world shaken right now. And about the time everybody thinks that they've got things figured out and and thinking that that we're doing this stuff on our own god will supersede and step in and and allow something to happen and it gets our attention again and i'm, I'm just reminded you know of the scripture and i'm sure so many people have quoted it uh, where it says if my people who are called I, I actually heard perry stone talking about this a little bit yesterday if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves he's waiting for his people Amen. to humble themselves and pray and repent. Because, hey, l- let me just clue you in, Congress isn't going to do it. I, the sinner is not going to do it. It's going to take the people of God to actually sit down, humble themselves, and begin to pray.
1: Amen. Amen. And I believe, you know, that, that all this is happening not... God's allowing it to happen. We talked about this in our last service that's on online, that, that nothing happens that God does not allow. So he has allowed the shaking. He's got a purpose behind it. I don't believe he, he sent this to us, that he's behind the sickness, but it didn't take him by surprise, and he's allowing it. He's got a plan, and he's allowing it for our good. I've said before we're going to come out of this better than what we went in, but we need to take advantage of this time.
0: Because Jesus is coming soon.
1: Amen. Amen. And that's what he said. It's going to be a quick work. And that's the scripture I believe I was asking about that one as well. There is a scripture that talks about that oh. the reapers overtaking the planters.
0: Right. But then also in, in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 on, and we won't get deep into this, but it does say that men's heart would fail them for looking at the things which are coming on the earth for the powers of, of of the earth will be shaken. And so we're living in that time when there's a shaking that's going on and people's hearts are actually failing them for the fear of what's going on. We don't know what to expect. We don't know when we're going to get paid. We want the stimulus check. And they got all this stuff that is going on and it's just, just kind of freaking people out right now. And so we're seeing this and a quick work is being done because I believe the Lord is coming and coming very soon.
1: Amen. So people may ask you, maybe ask what in the world are you two talking about what does this have to do with faith or your Faith Works podcast?
0: Yeah, I believe that we're living in a time where there's going to be a testing of our faith. Our faith has to arise to an occasion, and we've got to prepare for things yet to come, both troubling things and amazing things. Amen. Great exploits, signs and wonders, miracles, even the reset in this economy. I believe that, that we're actually going through a global reset on the economy, and I think that it has biblical uh, implications prophetic implications because of the things that it says over the book of Revelations and I'm not here to teach on that today although I could and I think it's very amazing and I believe that that we're sitting on the edge of those things happening and we're actually seeing those things come to pass
1: I believe so too so we're, we're literally on the edge we are on the precipice and I believe that, that all of nature is groaning and preparing which the scripture tells us that in uh, Romans eight nineteen, does it not?
0: Yeah it says For the earnest expectations of the creation eagerly await for the revealing of the sons of God. And that's in the New King James. So it's saying that the sons of God need to rise and come up because all of creation is waiting eagerly. For the future day when the sons of God will be revealed and the children, and we'll see who they really are. And I think that you're going to see a, a, the the Bible talks about a, a, a revival. Many people have documented that, but it also talks about a great falling away. Those which are established will be established from now on, but those things which are not established will fall away.
1: So that's where faith is really important. So just gird your loins up, get into the Word of God, and, and hold on to God. He is the author and finisher, come on, of our faith. He, he will bring us to our end. He, he knows our end from our beginning, and He is able to keep us. He promised He would never leave us nor forsake us, but He would go with us all the way to the end, all the way through these Situations through every trouble, through every trial, through every every chaos that comes, through every virus, through everything that happens. And, you know, there's a lot of different voices speaking right now, and I understand that it can be confusing. But we know this. We keep our eyes on Jesus. That's the biggest thing because I know that if you listen to a lot of news, I try to turn it on like once a day just to kind of get an update where we are. We try not to feed ourselves a lot of that. Feed yourself the Word of God and keep your eyes on Jesus during this time and know this, we are still going to do great exploits. We read the end of the book. We know that we win. Come we on. have victory. We will, listen, the world is looking for answers and we have the answer. And they're waiting earnestly there, for Yes. for stand us. Up. So if we have the answer, we need to be able to give it to them, even if the crisis gets worse, even and I'm just going to speak what I feel like the Lord gave me a date. We, we believe in this and being accountable. So I feel like something um, significant is going to happen by May 22nd. I got that date very specifically, May 22nd. I don't know if that's the completion date for, for this virus. We get to come out of lockdown or if there's something else significant happening, I just put it out there. So if I miss it, I apologize. Flush that. That's what we tell people. Chew the meat. Spit out the bones. Um, but this is how you 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 know get to be validated as you step out on faith. This is part of faith. This is faith works. So you take a risk risk and you give a word. So I believe that May 22nd is going to be a significant date. I also felt in my spirit when this uh, virus came out or was released, I felt like I heard the Lord say this is the first wave, that there will be two more waves and each one will be worse than the first. The first, so three waves. You're like, wow, that's not good news. No, it's not. But I do believe this He's going to carry us through all three of those. During those, we're going to do signs, wonders, and miracles. It is during those times that the church is going to shine the brightest. It's during those times that people are going to look to the church for answers and for healing. This is when you're going to be able to practice being able to heal people. You're going to be able to speak to disease and have it fall off people. And they're going to look to us for answers, look to the church, look to the body of Christ for answers during this time as we move forward. And uh, we're going to see God move in a mighty way. And I believe um, with my husband about God doing um, a financial thing in the earth right now why, so that we can continue to move the gospel around the world. So we don't want you to have fear. We want you to look with anticipation what God is about to do.
0: Do you have something else that you would like to say? Has the Lord given you anything else?
1: Actually, he has. You know, we usually close a podcast with uh, me giving individual words or prophetic <laughs> words for whoever I feel like I have a word for, but I feel like I just have a, a, a general word for people. And here's what I hear the Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying that I've allowed this time for consecration and preparation for humility and repentance, for coming away from the distractions that have so easily weighed you down and for a time of coming into my presence. Lean into me during this time. Gather your families together in the secret place of my presence. Shelter there. I am preparing you and strengthening you for the days ahead. You will come out of this more nourished and better than when you went in. I am sifting and separating. There is a definite shift taking place. Can you not feel it? Let he who has ears hear what my spirit is saying to my church, and he who has eyes see what I am doing, says the Lord. If you cannot hear and see, seek me, and I will open your ears and eyes. Remain alert. Do not fear. I am with you. The days ahead will be both turbulent and exciting, but I will not leave you. Whatever the enemy has meant for evil, I will use for good. I will empower you to do great exploits even during this time. Amen. And right now I speak to somebody who's listening named Alicia. Right now I speak to Alicia and I speak to the spirit of fear that has tried to overtake you. And I tell fear to come off of Alicia right now. I tell every tormenting spirit that's been speaking to your mind to leave in the name of Jesus and be silenced and I release peace right now to flood Alicia's soul and spirit and home in the name of Jesus and all anxiety to flee in Jesus mighty name right now Alicia I tell you to be at rest and to be at peace and to be comforted by the presence and the word of God in Jesus name amen
0: hey, you know it's amazing when God calls your name he lets you know, I am thinking of you. Of course, that's consistent with his word. And because he said, I know the thoughts, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you, thoughts to give you hope and a future. Hey, I just want to pray for you right now at the end of our podcast today. And I just want you to, to, to be at ease in your spirit. This is not a, a word that we're trying to scare you with but actually to comfort with. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you would just come into the room, wherever the listener is at right now, that you would ease all fears and that you would let them know with a surety that you have a plan during this time and that we are to seek you. You said that my people would know my voice, and so we're going to listen for your voice and walk in the way that you've called us to and we'll give you praise and honor and glory. We speak peace to every situation. We speak healing to every hurt family right now in the name of Jesus that name which is above every name and we give you the praise and the honor and the glory for all you do. Hey, so we just want to invite you to join us at Salt Life. You can get us on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, Salt Life Church and a Facebook broadcast and we have a YouTube channel broadcast that you can see every week. We've moved our services to Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Now listen, that doesn't mean that's the only time you can see it. Once it's up, that's when we initially put it up. But once it's up, we leave it up so you can enjoy it anytime that you can get to it. So if you get a chance, check us out. Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Salt Life Church, Merritt Island, Florida. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.